0: Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle have what- won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I put up a post last night on my Instagram page about Cooper Cronk. Now, obviously, the Melbourne Storm, they won in 2017. The next season, Cooper Cronk, he went to the Sydney Roosters. They won in 2018. Then, of course, Cooper Cronk and the Chooks went back-to-back in 2019. So my question to you guys, would the Storm have won back-to-back premierships in 2017 and 2018 if Cronk stayed? Now, of course, the Roosters... They went back-to-back 18-19, the first team to do it since the Broncos in the early 90s, 92, 93. I know a lot of the some people get upset because obviously the Broncos did it around the Super League time as well. But let's be honest here, I don't think Super League is really uh, probably respected as it should be. So we always consider it to be 92, 93. That's another argument for another time though. Uh, But when we have a look at this Melbourne Storm side, they won in 2017. I personally believe this is one of the best teams we have ever seen. I, I think the Melbourne Storm 2017 team was unbelievable. To have the big three in there, Cam Munster, all these sort of guys guys. Fucking incredible side there. Uh, you've probably got the best fullback ever. You've probably got the best hooker ever. Uh, you've got one of the best halfbacks ever. I think it's fair to say you got at least one of the top three probably most successful halfbacks ever. Uh, and then you've got Cam Munster as well floating around in there. A heap of talent in this side and they were unbelievable in 2017. It was them, Daylight, then whoever the fuck you want to say was the next best side. So 2017 was unbelievable. Cooper Cronk during that offseason, he left to go to the Sydney Roosters. They obviously met each other in the grand final and for me I look back on that grand final and even on the night I remember just sitting there going oh my god I have never seen a Melbourne Storm team shut down like this it was incredible from memory I think the score was 21 to 6 I will just get that up to double check that I think it was 21 to 6 but I mean the only trial they scored from memory was a Josh Adokar intercept uh, in which I think it was Luke Keery that threw it and if he would have pulled the right rein on that pass uh, the Melbourne Storm the Sydney Roosters they scored again there, so... Tough one to look back on uh, because, you know, the Roosters were just so good in that grand final. Um, 21 to 6, it was, sorry, that is correct. Uh, Obviously, this grand final was the one where we had, you know, Cooper Cronk coming into it. Will he play? Won't he play? Uh, A lot of talk around this one. It was crazy. Mitchell Orbison, he was named in the halfback jersey. Of course, uh, Cooper Cronk did end up playing in jersey 23. An incredible grand final, and I think a lot of people sort of say, oh, you know, the Roosters were a great side. It didn't matter. The Cooper Cronk, you know, he didn't do anything. In the grand final, he had one arm, so blah, blah, blah. I personally think that is probably the shittest take of all time, to be honest with you. I hear it quite a bit. I think it's fucking ridiculous. If you don't think that Cooper Cronk had an impact on this team that night despite Luke Keery getting the Clive Churchill medal and Luke Curie deserved that uh, having Cooper Cronk on the field was so important there is no doubt about it in my mind if it wasn't important Trent Robinson would have risked, wouldn't have would have risked putting him out there so I just think that's an awful little take there but if you do put him back on the other side of the park it's interesting to consider what would have happened there you need to remember uh, the halfback for the Melbourne Storm in that game was Brodie Croft we all know how the career of Brodie Croft has panned out hasn't been overly Successful. Melbourne let him go very soon after this. Uh, and yeah, I, I would argue that. Brody Croft was never really ready for a stage like this. To his credit, he's gone over there to England. He's won the Man of Steel Award, so hopefully Brody has turned a corner. But for me, he was never ready, and not, not many people are ready to step into the shoes of Cooper Cronk, but I don't even think at that point he was ready to step into uh, a seven jersey in the NRL at that point of his career. I think he has potentially turned a corner now, uh, but it is a huge downgrade there in a key position to go from Cooper Cronk to Brody Croft. The Melbourne Storm, they obviously went on to win a comp in twenty. 20, uh, without Cooper Cronk, they went to the grand final in 2018 without him. So it's not like they were a one man show, but I think it was pretty evident just how important Cooper Cronk was. And this is the argument that I'm always putting forward to people when they don't include Cooper Cronk in their best players of all time, when they ignore him in the immortal conversation, I mean, everywhere he went, they won. And then, you know, you look at the Melbourne storm. They won in 2017. 18, they lose the grand final. They get completely shut out by a Roosters team who decided, we need Cooper Cronk with one arm on the field to help us. He went back. He won it the next year from memory. Beat the Roosters in the prelim final off the top of the head, I think it was. And then the year after, as soon as Cooper Cronk retires and he's not in the game, uh, the Melbourne Storm, they go and win the 2020 Premiership. Ever since Cooper Cronk has retired, the Roosters haven't really fired a shot as far as winning a Premiership. There has been a lot of injuries and whatnot that have played a role in that. There's no hiding away from that. But i mean. You look at the Queensland origin dynasty, uh, eight in a row, incredible stuff. Uh, They come out in game one of 2014. They're leading 6-0. Cooper Cronk breaks his arm. They get done in game one. Game two, he returns game three. uh, They win by a fair whack against New South Wales. So for people that want to undervalue Cooper Cronk and everything, that's completely fine. Uh, But you need to realise that all of the numbers and everything point to him being the main reason why teams win games of football. Yes, he was always in good sides. I understand that. Why would he go to a shit side, though? You know, it's something that I notice about good, good teams. They want good players. So if you can get the best halfback, the halfback that's got the most ch- chance of winning a competition that season, why would you go with anyone else? It just makes no sense. So for me, Cooper Cronk staying at the Melbourne Storm makes a huge difference. You've also got to consider the Roosters without Cooper Cronk. They go back to Mitchell Pearce. Uh, I've got a lot of time respect for Pearcey. 300 games, incredible stuff. Won a comp in 2013, uh, which was fantastic. But Mitchell Pearce realistically never took a team to the promised land on his own. I thought that despite him being the halfback in 27, in 2013, I thought the main ball player in that side uh, was James Maloney realistically. So could Mitchell Pearce and Luke Keary got to this grand final? I don't know. Maybe they could have. Maybe they couldn't have. I don't know. History probably tells us that they don't win as many big games in a row as the Roosters did with Cooper Cronk. That's just what we're going off history telling us. I mean, that was sort of reflected once Pearcey got to the Newcastle Knights as well as the halfback. Different situation, I understand that. Uh, But personally, I don't think it would have been the same result. I lean towards the Melbourne Storm would have won in 2018 if they still had Cooper Cronk. That's just my take. I know a lot of people disagree. Plenty agreed agree to be fair, and we'll read through those Instagram comments in a moment. The other really hot take that came out of it was the amount are people that said, yes, definitely, but they also win three on a trot. And we've spoken about this before. If Cooper Cronk stayed at the Melbourne Storm for season 2019 as well, obviously Billy Slater, he had retired by that point. Where would the Melbourne Storm have gone in 2019 if they had still had Cooper Cronk and they had Cameron Smith in the side, Cam Munster as well? Pretty scary prospect. I'm more confident in saying they would have won the 2018 competition. I'm not as confident saying they would have won three in a row. History has told us that that is near impossible to do it's it's near impossible to win two in a row. So I think it's a big ask to say they definitely would have won two in a row. Three in a row, whilst I think it's likely, and I think they would have been a really good shot to do it... There's no way I can say they definitely would have done it. So, Which, of course, would have been interesting because they did win in 2020 as well. So if you change those things around, they did it in 2020 without Cooper Cronk. So potentially, they could have gone there. But would Jerome Hughes have been the same player he was by that point if Cooper Cronk stayed there and ready to win a comp in 2020? I don't know. A lot of ifs and buts that go into this conversation, of course. But I think it's a really interesting one to discuss. I'm going to go through and have a look at some of your answers. Uh, So the first... First one comes from Willie. I hope you're doing well, mate. I know you're over there in America holidaying. Hope you're enjoying it, mate. Yes, not even a question. The Roosters were given the Storms playbook of the last 14 years and gained Teddy as well over the one offseason. The only side who were ever beating Melbourne in a big game in 2018 were the Roosters. They had trouble against a Cronk-led Chook side the entire two-year span. As soon as he leaves, momentum swings massively. I agree with Willie. Momentum did swing massively once Cooper Cronk left, but... I do think we need to take in consideration the injuries and everything that the Roosters have had to deal with throughout those years. So it is a tough little sample size to look too far into. Uh, but definitely, mate, oh, I think it's a fair argument. And next one comes from another, Will. William Latu. Uh, no, hence why he moved to spark his own spine up. And look where it got him. Another successful season at the Roosters. He's a bad man. So interesting takes there. Uh, Keaton says, I suppose it would depend on who the Roosters would have signed with that $1 million per season instead of Kronk. Would have been interesting to see. It would have... Who, who, how it would have played out. Still one of the greatest signings of a player I've seen by a coach. Yeah, great. And you've got to remember, like, obviously, they let Mitchell Pierce go. So I personally think that if they didn't get Cooper Cronk, they would have stuck with Piercy. I don't think it would have been a case of them going out to get a new halfback. Maybe it was, but I per- maybe it would have been. But I personally think they went and got Cooper Cronk because he was Cooper Cronk and because he was available. The Roosters had stuck with Mitchell Pierce for X amount of years. Maybe they made a decision at the end of the 2017 season that, hey, we're not going to win a comp at this halfback, so we need to make a change. Personally, I think a better halfback, one of the greatest halfbacks of all time, it became a possibility for him to join the club, and then they made the call on Mitchell Pearce. It is a very, very interesting one, though, because if they didn't get Cooper Cronk, they would have gone in a different direction. A million a year might be a little bit overs. I'm not sure if the Roosters would have paid that much for Cooper Cronk. Maybe they did, and if they did, he deserved it, no doubt about it. Uh, But I'm not sure if they would have paid that much for him. I reckon he would have been in the seven to eight, maybe nine sort of category, which isn't that far off a million dollars, to be fair. But an interesting way to look at it, yeah, There, Uh, Broncos fan here, and yes. Probably 2019, too. And this one got a heap of likes and a heap of people agreed with this. Could they have won three on the trot if they kept Cooper Cronk? Potentially. We'll never know. Uh, But a really interesting one to think about there. And then they would have been the first team to win three in a row since Peter Sterling's Parramatta Eels in the early 80s. Unbelievable stuff. The Penrith Panthers, of course. They'll be out trying to do the same thing in 2023. So wild to think about. Uh, Yes, yes, they still had the GOAT and Slater in the 2018 squad. Fair fan. Roosters fan they go 3 Pete. So even some Chooks fans agreeing that not only but they've gone back-to-back, they could have won three in a row, which means they potentially could have won four in a row considering they won in 2020. So fucking wild to consider that. Yes, yes, no doubt. Absolutely. Yes, no doubt. Yes, 100%. Yes. Cooper Cronk is underrated. This one comes from Davos, one-on-one. Cooper Cronk is underrated, which is a silly thing to say at face value, but he doesn't come up as much as he should. And I completely agree, mate. I've always backed this in on this podcast. I remember in, uh, like 2018, I was already talking on the page, sort of saying, fuck, if he goes to the Roosters and he wins another comp, I think we need to push him into the immortal argument. He went there and he did it the first halfback to do it since Alan Langer in the early 90s. But you've got to also remember that Cooper Kronk, he actually won three premierships in a row, the first halfback to do it since Peter Sterling. He did it with two franchises as well, which potentially makes it even more impressive. I don't know. But I definitely think Cooper Kronk, criminally underrated. We already went into it when it comes to State of Origin. His record there was fucking unbelievable and you need to consider and I know when we're talking about the greatest players of all time and whatnot uh, this probably doesn't lift guys up or push them down or whatever but I just think it makes it even more impressive that Cooper Cronk he arrived at the Melbourne Storm as a utility he played a bit of wing a bit of hooker a little bit of halfback bit of 5'8 they really didn't know what he was Uh, and then Matty Orford left and Craig Bellamy decided okay am I going to go out and spend a heap of money and buy someone or will I develop someone in this squad how about this kid from Queensland Cup that just looks like a handy footballer not a halfback he managed to turn him into, in my opinion the most traditional and robotic halfback we have ever seen. Robotic as a compliment, not as a negative 100% as a compliment because that's what I always say, you got these halfbacks that have got more ability than Cooper Cronk and do other things and I, and I, I always hear people say, Cooper Cronk wasn't the halfback that would win you a game in the last five minutes and you're right, most of the time he wouldn't but you know what, 90% of the time he'd win it for you in the first 75 minutes which personally I would rather, it might not be as exciting, might not be as entertaining, it might not get the clicks on YouTube, fucking Twitter, whatever, you name it, but Cooper Cronk wins and he wins consistently. And I for me, I think it's so under just the skill of winning is so underrated. This is why I love Cooper Cronk so much. I agree. Don't remind me, Guru. I assume that might be a Melbourne Storm fan there. Yeah, here's a comment here. 17, 18, 19, and 20. A pretty fair argument there. Uh, obviously, 2020, there's a lot of things that go into that, that if Cooper Cronk was not uh, was there in 19, would Jerome Hughes be the player he was, Etc. cetera, et cetera. Uh, A lot to consider there, but very, very interesting. Would the Melbourne Storm, would they have won straight away the year after Cooper Cronk left, or did it take him a few years to work out how to win without him? I don't know. So I heap to go into there. Just don't Having a look through the comments here to find some people that potentially disagree. Here's a good one here from Cal William, 29 says no, he couldn't win in 1617. Roosters 2018 were unstoppable. Kiri had the game of his life. Uh, some people were signing with Kiri had a blinder of a season, but I think you're underestimating the impact Kronk had on that side. Kiri played so well because of Kronk was another comment. Uh, Cal defended his stance by saying, yeah, I'm a massive Kronk fan. Uh, Devode when he left the Storm. I was at the 18 game. Storm pack got monstered. I just don't think Storm would have won that night against Roosters with Kronk due to Roosters forwards going nuts. And yeah, I mean, also a fair argument. I tend to disagree. I still think they could have won it that night if they had Cooper Kronk. But the forward packs, no doubt about it, there is a, there's a fair argument in there for that one. Uh, Storm wins 17 18, 19, and 20. You take Kronk out from Roosters and they don't even make the 18-19 grand final. Potentially, more than likely they would. Best one, six, seven, nine combo ever. Never seen a combo gel so well consistently. Also would have been a fair shout. I think you've also got to consider, you know, if for for example, if Cooper Kronk would have stayed, what would have happened? I think Jerome Hughes, he would have been the next man up. There wouldn't have been a spot for him in this team. He probably would have ended up at fullback. And then all of a sudden, we don't have Ryan Pappenhausen, who of course went on to win the Clive Churchill medal in 2020. So there's a lot of moving pieces here, a lot of different ways to answer it. Uh, I personally think they would have gone back to back, but I'm not not well enough convinced to say they would have won three in a row. I think there's a good chance they would have, but we know how hard it is to win three premierships in a row. It would have been a very tough gig for this Melbourne Storm side. As it still remains off the back of this, obviously Cameron Smith, he never won back-to-back premierships. Craig Bellamy, he never won back-to-back premierships. Billy Slater never won back-to-back premierships. So we've got this one man out of these three that managed to do it. Not only did he win back-to-back premierships, he won three in a row, Cooper Kong. So puts him in a pretty elite class as far as halfbacks go. Him, Peter Sterling, and then I'm not even sure who would be before that, to be perfectly honest with you, but pretty... Pretty rare space up there that Cooper Cronk sits in, and I do think it's a little bit underappreciated. In answer to the original question, I personally think they would have won 2018, so they would have gone back-to-back 17-18. You've got to also remember how close they were <laughs> to winning in 2016. Uh, you go back to that game, the Cronulla Sharks, best team won in my opinion. The Sharks were very impressive that day. But the Melbourne Storm, I mean, if it wasn't for the most unbelievable 30 seconds of scrambled defense by a team ever in my opinion, the Sharks at the back end of that 2016 grand final, they probably win that game. There's Another moment, Will Chambers, he gets down the sideline, one-on-one with a fullback, he dummies to who else? Cooper Cronk. uh, All of a sudden, if he passes that ball, in my opinion, Cooper Cronk scores the match winner in the 2016 Grand Final. All of a sudden, they go back-to-back in 2017. They could have won 18 if they kept Cronk. They could have won 19 if they kept Cronk, and they won 2020. A lot of moving pieces there. I understand that. A lot of ifs, buts, what ifs, all this sort of shit. I get it, but it is interesting to look back through time because if Will Chambers does throw that ball inside, with all due respect to Will Chambers, love him, champion player, Cooper Cronk scores the match winner in that Grand Final. And then, could you imagine where... the career of Cooper Cronk would be if he owned that moment and then they went back-to-back back the year after. Pretty fucking insane stuff to, to consider there. But, yeah, this one, I think they would have won in 2018. Can't say for sure, obviously. That's just my opinion. I think there's a good chance they would have gone a, a, for a three-peat in 2019, but I'm heaps less confident on that than I am in the 2018 because we just know how hard it is to go back-to-back. Three in a row is an unbelievable fucking effort, and we'll see if the Penrith Panthers this year can climb that mountain.